listening to The Mindful Creative, the podcast about emotional health for creative wealth. Brought to you by Creatives for Creatives, this podcast was founded on the belief that looking after our emotional health and mindset brings us a wealth of creativity and joy in our creative pursuits. Hey fellow creatives, you're listening to episode one. That's right, the first episode of the Mindful Creative Podcast. So welcome. I'm so happy to be chatting to you today. If you're keen to learn more about what this podcast is about, check out my introduction episode, episode 000 for the full download. In this episode, I'm exploring one of the major events in my creative journey as a freelance food photographer that prompted me to get in conversation with our community about emotional health for creative wealth. This episode this episode is about creative depression, ignoring one's true joy. I'll be chatting to you throughout the episode about how ignoring my true joy resulted in a bout of creative depression, which basically killed my short-term creativity. Now it's very hard to pinpoint what can cause depression, and it's usually a combination of things for me at least anyway. But when I was in my early 20s, I first experienced depression when I realized that generalized anxiety was a major player in my life. I became better at managing my anxiety and I overcame such crazy hurdles that I felt immune to another attack and I lived wholeheartedly without major anxiety or depression for the next 10 years. So I was pretty dumbstruck when I realized that depression had walked through my door after the first 18 months of freelancing. After months of working on myself, taking some time off to realign my values and much soul searching, I realized that at the core of this episode was exhaustion, guilt and ignoring my true joy. The reason that I want to share the whole story is because I think the things I went through ring true for many of us, uh, those of us who create our own creative business. My goal in sharing this is if indeed it does ring true for you, you can pull back the reins before you end up extending all of your energy and creative on projects that are starving you. When I started my journey into photography, I took photos for my own pleasure as a creative expression. I didn't really think too much about being a freelancer or getting paid for my work. So when clients and jobs came my way, I was naturally pleasantly surprised. But for years, I worked a part-time job that was not related to photography. Um, And I did some blogging a couple of times a week. I do a few freelance jobs each month or quarter. I can't remember the number to be exact. But I just plotted along for a couple of years. And I remember thinking now that that was some of the happiest times in uh, my recent life. But two years Two years into that, um, I made an impulsive choice to leave my part-time job for an opportunity that came up in a similar field, pretty much because of the money and the title it was going to give me. But this turned out to be such a big mistake that three months later, I resigned from that position and I was thrust into full-time freelancing. So, I mean, this could be a good or a bad thing. And there are a lot of opinions out there that say there's nothing quite like putting a fire under your butt when you're forced to find jobs that will pay the bills. And there is some merit to this. However, this didn't work for me and I'm not sure that it works for my personality. So being thrust into full-time freelancing when I wasn't ready really was thief of joy for me and a major stressor. Now, don't get me wrong. I did hustle. I hustled like I'd never hustled before. I was hustling with no perspective or idea on what I was trying to create. I didn't really know what clients I wanted. I didn't really know what jobs I wanted, what path I wanted to walk. 
it was like being thrown in the deep end and I felt like I had a weight tied to my feet and I just felt like I kept sinking. So when you don't have a plan, you just kind of try everything. And when you're new to freelancing, there's a big part of you that wants to please everyone. You want to please clients, potential clients, audience, social media, potential audience. You want to stand out on Pinterest and you'll nearly kill yourself trying for just that split second to receive acknowledgement from a complete stranger. Jobs did come my way in all shapes and sizes, Uh, not all photography jobs, but a lot of freelance work. And I took everything and everything, and I mean everything. I had a massive case of trying to be everything for everyone and doing everything for everyone. I even took a photography gig that paid below minimum wage just to get in front of potential clients, only for nothing to come of it besides me feeling like I'd sold my soul, all in the name of desperation. Before I knew it, I was totally stressed to the max with all kinds of work, some paid, some not paid. Feelings of being compelled to earn money saw me getting further and further away from things that brought joy to my life. I was working harder than I ever had in my life for the least amount of monetary return. But that's not the worst part. The worst part, I was working the hardest I'd ever worked and my return was misery. Because guilt was driving me and it was driving my actions. I took jobs out of guilt. I felt guilty that I wasn't monetarily contributing to my family. You know, I just got married and I... My husband and I had created this little unity with the two of us and I wasn't contributing any money to that relationship. I had guilt that I wasn't getting full-time freelance work. I felt guilty when people would ask me how my photography was going and I couldn't say that I picked up a job that week. Ironically, I even felt guilty over pursuing my dream of being a photographer and a creative. So ultimately, I trained myself to feel guilty when I was performing well. You know, my thoughts were, how dare I pursue my dream? Like, isn't life meant to be miserable? And then on the other side, I felt guilty when I was hustling really hard to get work or create my business, but I was falling short. I wasn't allowed to indulge in my passion, paid or unpaid. That was really selfish. And to succeed, I needed to be miserable. All of this guilt led me to believe that the only way out was to work myself into the ground. I even recall telling my husband out loud on numerous occasions that, that was going to be my plan of attack. I was pumping out hours of work, taking courses, and simultaneously working on a million ideas that I had. Any spare time, I crammed in webinars and podcasts about business and making money. I felt guilty for not having time for friends, so on a whim, I accepted every invitation from friends and was constantly rushing around everywhere. The bright and bubbly light inside of me was slowly diminishing and my joy for photography was slowly being snuffed out. I became chronically fatigued and landed myself on bed rest for three months. I could hardly achieve anything in my life without taking a two-hour nap and I just had this holy shit moment. I've lost my creativity. Like, I'm losing it. Now all this time my mind was telling me the reason I was getting worse and achieving less is because I just wasn't cut out for it. I wasn't cut out to be a freelancer. I didn't have what it takes to build a successful business. I was weak and I'd hit a ceiling. I'd peaked early and that was as good as I was going to get. Like these thoughts were happening daily and multiple times throughout the day. And then there was the evidence. The harder I tried, the worse I got. The less I achieved, the more comparison drove me, the less I wanted to pick up a camera. So you know the saying, work smarter, not harder. Well, I was working dumber and harder, and one day I had to admit to myself 
that what I was doing just wasn't working and it just had me in this big old pickle. So I sought out Western and alternative medicine and I was sorting through my mindset with a psychologist as well. And I knew something had to change because I just couldn't live like this. It wasn't serving me in any respect. This was the turning point for me. I had said to myself, I'm taking three months off to rest, work out what I want in my life and what I want my life to look like, essentially. At this point, I had no idea if I would ever come back to photography. I was committed to finding an outcome, but I was not attached to what that outcome would be. At the beginning, I felt really precious about telling people for the fear of judgment and being shamed. I I still felt really fragile about the whole thing, but it was really vital and the first step in my recovery. So once I did start telling people, all of the creatives I knew and confided in were super supportive. But there was one thing a photographer friend of mine, Joe Anderson, wrote to me. It's just this itty bitty little sentence that went all the way to my core. And she said, your talent isn't going anywhere. Those words were a game changer for me. I thought to myself, you know what? It really isn't. I can't unlearn the things that I've learned over the last couple of years. My style isn't going to suddenly disappear if I take some time off. Nothing can take away the passion I once felt. It's still there. I just need to find it. Or maybe it's just shifted and I just need to find what that is. These words from Joe, your talent isn't going anywhere, gave me the strength to take the time I needed to work on myself and nurse my creative side back to health. I had read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert earlier in the year and these beautiful words by Joe had really connected me back to what Elizabeth Gilbert was talking about in her book. She talks about taking a break from creativity and your work and it's totally okay and normal. If you need to take time off from being a writer or in my case a photographer, you can do so. You can come back to your craft even years later if you choose to. There is nothing that defines the rules. She talks about how you can be a creative who works in a completely different field. Our sole occupation in life does not define whether we are creative or not. It doesn't define whether I call myself a photographer or not, or if that's what I choose to put my passion in life into. So if I needed to give freelance away, I could still be a photographer and it would be on my own terms. And this idea was freeing for me. In my time off, I didn't take any photos. I didn't even pick up a camera. The work here was not to reconnect my passion for photography through the camera, but to work out what was killing joy for me in the ideas I had around photography and my business. The definition of happiness and success as defined by me, not society. As I got in touch with my journey and what I wanted, I could see where I led myself astray. As a chronic people pleaser, a yes woman and overachiever, I found it hard to shake the definitions of success as society defines it. Guilt was leading the way. My feelings of guilt were leading me to make choices that made me miserable and drowned out the things that deep down I knew brought me joy. One day I woke up and I realised I was creatively depressed. You know, depressed as in suppressed. I was pushed down. The silliest thing is that I already knew what I wanted in my life. Deep down, I knew. And I still didn't make time for it. I didn't make it a priority. I gave it no space to grow. I believe this is what made me sick. I was pushing down and away what I really wanted to create. So if you're wondering what I wanted to create, in conjunction with being a photographer and a freelancer, I wanted to create an online photography coaching business. My heart really wanted to work on this, 
even if it was slowly. But my head was just telling me I had no place doing this. I, I couldn't do both. I can't teach if I'm not getting a lot of success as a freelancer, if I'm not getting work every day. I mean, I'm not really sure why my head was thinking that, but the, the fear of failure was even greater with this project for some reason. I'm lucky enough that my husband and I live simply so that we can make ends meet and not go without. So the pressure of making money from photography doesn't really exist. It only existed in my mind and I had tied myself worth to how much money I made. And because the figure was really low when I started out, guilt took over and led me away from finding joy. The turning point for me was a culmination of timing and realizing that I was allowed to give myself permission to follow what was true for me. Nearly everyone would go home and sleep well at night, despite my choices of me choosing my passion over money. So I was going to be okay. I could be the one to self-assign my dream job. I'm the one who gets to define success for me. As I'm sure a lot of you know, creativity ebbs and flows. We don't have a full tank all the time. But this isn't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about suppressing your creativity at the detriment of joy and to the detriment of your calling, if you will. This story is resonating with you or has stirred up something that you may have known was there but didn't have the strength or the willingness to dig deeper, then I'd like to ask you, what is the cost of doing so? Are you ignoring your true joy? Are you letting society or Instagram define your success? Are you imposing boundaries or limiting beliefs on yourself? Does guilt show up in your life when you pursue your creativity? Do you believe that following your dreams is indulgent? We know that suppressing emotions pushed deep, deep within us, rather than addressing them, can make us sick. But two, for me, pushing my creativity and true joy cause the same thing. My goal in sharing this with you is to tell you that despite all of the go, 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 rush, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve ideas out there, if you need time to work out what you truly want from your relationship with your creative business, then take it. So from Joe to me, from me to you, your talent isn't going anywhere. I look back at this journey and I feel grateful that the universe paved the way for me to build upon yet again what I really want to do. It's always evolving. We're always tweaking. So how I got myself back on track once I realized that guilt was really pushing the joy out of my life, I had to really bring forward why it is that I wasn't put any space and time for the ideas that I really wanted to create. And basically, it was just fear and guilt. And so I've got the fear bit working out. I just, you feel the fear and you do it anyway. And I know that I can do those things, but the guilt was what was stopping me. And so to move forward from guilt, you just had to let it go. I couldn't try to let it go. I couldn't try not to feel guilty. I just had to let the guilt go. So anytime I noticed it was there, I just let it go. I choose to think about something else. So when I thought to myself, you can't not freelance for a couple of months to create your coaching business, to create the teaching online that you want to share with other people, it's indulgent. You're not going to make any money out of that. I just had to say to myself, that's what I want to do. I'm not going to feel guilty about it. Life is worth living and I'm going to give it a shot. And so I moved forward with that mind mindset and I decided to create what I wanted to create for me and create things 
that I wanted to create to help other people, not get paid or have an image in a magazine. And so part of the journey is still evolving for me because I'm working on those things that do bring me true joy. I thought I had my shit figured out, but something didn't feel right. And that's because I wasn't following my true joy with my creativity. And it turns out that it was just somebody else's shit. I was just following everybody else's journey. So if you haven't read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, then it's going to be your rock. It's the permission you need to define success for yourself and define what your true creative joy is. So don't be afraid. There's only one you. In your creativity, your idea is begging to be heard. Be seen. Be created. So I would love to know what would bring you true joy to your creative life that you're currently ignoring. If you'd want to have a chat about this, I would love to hear it. So head on over to the episode post, leave me a comment. I'd love to have a chat with you. So that's it for this episode of The Mindful Creative. It's been wonderful having the space to chat with you today and sharing my journey with you. It actually means a lot to be able to put a voice to my story and acknowledging when things weren't working for me and what I had to do to get back on track. A big thanks to all the creatives who make this podcast possible. And until we meet again, friends, thanks for listening.